Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Hello, we are back for our second uh, episode for this season. How are you, Joanne? I'm very well, thank you. It's a beautiful morning here in Italy. I've got my cup of tea, the sun's shining, and yeah, just excited to connect and chat. How are you? Really well. What's your cup of tea choice today? Well, I've gone a la naturale. You'll appreciate this. You know, you're very inspiring with all your knowledge around integrative health. I have got ginger and lemon and hot water, you know, all a la naturale to get my day started. I would have thought you were going to go the espresso. Love hearing that. It is ready. I'm not going to lie. It's ready. I can smell it. I can actually smell it. Matthias making it out there right now and I can smell it. And I'll definitely have another cup of that at some point. That's for sure. Oh, so good. I still get so excited to think, you know, it's the morning here. It's the evening for you. I'm here. You're there. And we can still make this happen. I just love that we created this as a possibility and we get to show up and share whatever's happening in our lives. And yeah, it's just awesome. So I'm excited to dive in. I know, I know. There's, there's so many things I want to talk about, but I, I love that today, um, you know, we're just going to have a little look at some of the things that we've been doing. Settling into my new home is obviously a big topic, having made the big move, which I shared with everybody. But um, yeah, just also checking in around how you are, um, with the way the world is at the moment, how I am, and just having a great old chat and sharing from our hearts. Yes, and let's do that. Let's start by last week you dropped a bombshell and people were all wondering, curious, why have we been so quiet, this beautiful transition, and we've, you know, bubbled and opened. I want you to share a little bit more, if you don't mind, about this transition of you making it through this time, which is quite tricky, uh, mm. to a new country, because everyone will be a little envious with the <laughs> trouble being off the cards, but at the yeah. same time wondering how you managed manage this. So I, I really yeah. want you to share more on that. Oh, I loved it. And I loved that. I, I think last week I shared um, around the concept of, I guess, applying for the exemption. So the structural stuff is kind of clear, like you have to apply for an exemption and then move here. But the journey, and I remember um, talking to you a lot about that. And it was just like, it feels like a whirlwind. And I'm actually, I love writing. So I've been writing about it as well. And the other day I was thinking, you know, that was that was quite an epic thing to do in the middle of November to move to Italy. Now, at the time, Australia was in quite a free, in inverted commas, situation, whereas I was moving to Italy, which was just about to dive into another set of, I guess, restrictions and, and I think, um, you know, like, what do they call it? Uh, lockdowns and curfews and whatever you want to, language you want to apply to it. But there was a lightness to me. I was like, even though this is happening, I'm going to the right place. And obviously the lightness was being reunited with Mattia. Now, the journey itself was intense. So Melbourne Airport at that time still had quite a lot of restrictions. And my brother took me to the airport. So that was really sweet. I said goodbye to my family at home. 
And as much as that was challenging and hard and I would have loved it to be at the airport, there was something quite beautiful about giving them a hug and a kiss in the driveway at home and mum just running after the car going, have the best time, we're so happy for you, Uh, be safe, all the things that mums do running after the car. And when I arrived at the airport, I was pleased because I'm like, at least my brother will be able to come in and give me a hug and do all this. And he wasn't allowed to. And I hate that word, not allowed. You know, as a 35-year-old woman, I'm like, hang on, like I'm not allowed to do something? So it wasn't easy. um, It was quite intimidating, if I could say that honestly, when the police cars and the army trucks and everybody came up and said, no, 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 who's travelling, who's doing this? And it was all very regimented and I was already quite anxious. Um, So I had to say goodbye to my brother outside and I have to say like we're pretty privy to a airport we've done a lot of travel so and you've been pulled up in another airport along our travels and we've both got stories of being (laughs) frisked in in certain countries and felt really intimidated knowing that and knowing this experience Mm. can you elaborate on more of how how that felt how hilarious. So a little bit of context. And my beautiful friend, Sabrina, who's a loyal listener of Strip It Back, will remember this. In Jordan, I got held up because we thought it would be funny to put handcuffs, fluffy handcuffs in my luggage. So that was the most anxiety inhibiting sort of like moment. But I, I have to, I'm not being dramatic here. This was worse. This was actually worse, Renee. And it, and it blows my mind that I was at Tullamarine Airport um and the anxiety like it was such an intense experience I did not breathe properly or relax or stop my hands from sweating until that airplane rose into the air it was pretty intense actually um there were so many questions there were so many like expectations of me like show me this do that it was almost like a judgment, like why are you leaving and, you know, you better prove that you're not coming back and it was pretty intense and even telling the story now physically my heart's kind of racing and, yeah, it's not an easy journey to revisit but in the end I was on the plane, I got through fine and what I was then wondering was what's it going to be like in Dubai Mm. and then what's it going to be like when I get to Milan? If it's like this here, surely it's going to be so much worse and so much more intimidating and scary. Mm, And it's a long flight. flight. And I was like, what's it going to be like? Mm. And it wasn't. It was totally different. It was like there was a big shift of, I'm going to use the word fear. It, It was gone. And, yes, there were precautions in place. I got a massage in Dubai airport because I was so stressed. I could stop. I had a drink. I got a massage, you know, had to wear my mask, whatever. But then I got to Milan and, like, as we're going to unravel as we go along, Italy has a different standard in regards to rules and lifestyle. Once I got there, it's fine. It was just fine. Um, And, yeah, it's an interesting experience to have to replay. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, and yeah. how is it feeling now? Because oh. you are 
now in what month are we in june mm. we've been there for what do we work out six months over six yep. months just, just over and, six months yeah and when you arrived italy was in lockdown and you mm. have been in, in a lot of lockdown this year as well but now, pretty much the whole time i've been here yeah yeah pretty much the whole time yeah how does it compare so not that we want to compare but you were mm. in lockdown in australia mm. uh, a bit different to what i was in because you were in geelong mm. uh, how does it feel having come from australia and experiencing the lockdown vibe in italy mm. it's a great question and i love the way that you use the word compare and it's almost like well, we don't compare, like comparisonitis. I think we talked about that yeah. a few episodes um, earlier in the podcast. But there's an art to comparison um, and it's through a lens of love, right? It's through a lens of love. And if I was to compare my life in Australia in lockdown and my life in Australia in Italy through a lens of fear, my response would be very different, okay? I could easily sit there and say, this is what was bad in Australia, this is what was bad in Australia, this is what was bad or worse here in Italy. Like I just really want to be mindful of my language that I use because there was a very distinct difference but I'm really communicating through a lens of love, okay. So for anyone that's listening, it's it's my only choice, like fear or love, I think it's what we talk about. Now the difference is there was a lightness to following set rules here in Italy in comparison to the structure and the intensity of following set rules in Australia. I think that kind of sums it up pretty simply. Even though I was in a quarantine for 14 days, it was in the home of my partner where I could very, very comfortably go for a walk. If I needed some fresh air, I had to wear a mask. Um, he could still um, go and get groceries and food and, and all of those things. And we chose, not, not Italy, we chose that we would be in our bubble purely for reconnection for us, but also as a choice to sort of say, well, I've just travelled. Um, it was more about me than everybody else because they're kind of like, well, COVID exists here. It's a normal part of our life here, but she's come from a COVID-free country. And it was from love, pure love, that everybody said, number one, we'll give them two weeks to reconnect. They haven't been together for nine months. <laughs> but also, hello, um, but also just letting me settle. And it was more about my mental and, like, nervous system health in comparison to me catching COVID. And that's what I'm saying through love. It was all through love. But then from there... It's just been a very different experience um, and quite often I would get messages from family and friends in Australia more afraid of my situation than I was because of what they were reading or maybe what they were being told or their perception of what life was like for me in Italy. And I, and I had to almost unlearn how I communicated back to them because I didn't want to be all like, ah, oh, no, I'm fine, everything, she'll be right because I don't like that language. But there was an element of me reassuring, I'm actually fine. It's just part of our life here. 
hope that makes sense. That does make sense. And I want to ask, you said it twice in the last bit, it's part of our mm. life here. Mm. So how, have, how do you feel people have adapted to it being part of your life there? Because mm. we are just here, I don't know when this is going to be exactly released, but Melbourne is in another lockdown at the moment, uh, what we've mm. called hashtag snap lockdown. Mm. And it's, is it part of our life? It's still kind of this navigating thing that we're, uh, I feel there's resistance to, but mm -hmm. everyone at the same time is complying. So uh -huh. I'm wanting to know what, what's the feel there in Italy that, you, that people have accepted that this is part of life. Again, Europe is very different to Australia in the sense that you have neighbouring countries mm. And I don't know if you're getting a vibe from the wider Europe. We're down, down under. So yeah, of, I feel like when I was living as an expat, I really noticed the distance and, and, and how we can perceive things. So now that you're living in it and mm. in a different um, country, what's the vibe with that? There was one word as soon as you said it, my body contracted compliance. I went, oh, it, it's like, I'm just going to be frank. It feels like a really ugly word, like compliance. I don't know. There was a restriction in my heart. And maybe that's my favourite part of Italy. <laughs> like, and I'm going to laugh about it because I want to bring a bit of lightness to this really heavy topic. Anyone who has Italian heritage and descendants or knows people who live in Italy, there's a little saying here that rules are meant to be not broken but bent. Like, you know, they're creative. People in Italy are creative in their ways of like, well, there's a rule because there's a rule, but ultimately I have sovereignty and I'm going to choose how I live my life, right? So a great example, and I'm laughing, and it's not to be disrespectful to the seriousness of the topic, but again, love over fear, like a lightness, you know, the other day, for example, smoking is obviously super popular here in Italy and that's a whole other topic. But, you know, there were people that had memes which had like a hole in the mask so they could have their cigarette, right? And that's a real thing. Like we have to, and I like the word have to, we're encouraged to wear masks all the time. But now it's summer, it's hot. We also, everyone's just walking around with a mask down because you've either got a cigarette, a coffee or a gelato. Like... And it's just normal and there's no staring or judgment, not even from the police. Like it's, it's just everybody minds their own business. I think that's my favourite part. I think that's what happens here. Now, if I, for example, went for a walk with a group of friends and they're all wearing their mask but I feel like I don't want to, no one here, and I mean this with every soul, I'm not just saying this to make it fluffy and light, I've never been judged for that because they're like, well, we're wearing our mask. You make your choice. There's just not this divide and comparison. Like, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole in too much depth, but even around vaccine, for example, like you want it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. The end. Punto. Like it's not something we sit around and talk about if that makes sense. It's just not part of our everyday dialogue. Yeah. So maybe that's the difference. 
Yeah, beautiful. I remember you sharing something about um, even how businesses have gotten creative in this time oh, of the past. So, so this is something because this is, I really feel for small business owners and, you know, mm. like I'm one myself and you are, uh, have launched something that you're going to talk more about too. How have, because Italy, what I noticed when you travel there, so many beautiful small businesses, how are they, you know, being creative and supporting one another? I'm just, I've got like tears welling in my eyes with laughter just because I got to mute myself because I was laughing. Like the nonna downstairs that owns the cafe, like underneath my palazzo, you should have seen her when they introduced takeaway coffee. Like takeaway coffee has never existed in Italy ever. Like the, the idea that you have to walk around and have your coffee, it's like just sit down, like have a break, like hello, or stand at the bar, have your coffee while you're chatting and get back to work. Like why are we walking around with a coffee? So I just cracked up because she was there one day getting my takeaway coffee and she's, you know, trying to put the lid on and she cracked the shits and she's just like, nah, this is stupid, just take it without a lid. And, oh, we just laughed so much because, you know, like, but they've whereas, done it. Whereas the takeaway coffee here is quite fashionable, right? My gosh. Well, I have a friend like here. It's just relax, relax. My friend Jill, my Aussie friend, we actually love it because we went for a walk in the countryside with our coffees and we're like, oh, we feel very Sydney and Melbourne right now. So we had a really good laugh about it. And, and even like spritz in a takeaway cup outside in the palazzo, like in the, in the squares and, you know, piazzas and things like that, there has been really innovative and creative, creative ways um, and one thing we've noticed, and actually Mattia grew up here, so many more restaurants are now moving their um, seating outside, which has been a really beautiful vibe for the city. Um, lots of fairy lights, lots of umbrellas. Um, even though we can eat inside restaurants here now, it's been quite beautiful to have that. So, yeah, there's, there's been some real innovation. And I think, um, I think that's my intention is to possibly shine some light from a lived experience being here versus possibly what's being shared and communicated um, to my friends and family in Australia. And I'm sure that there's some curiosity. My parents were so worried, like, oh, my God, she's going to a COVID-ridden country. She's going to die. Blah, blah, blah. Like, people actually made those comments to my parents, which is really insensitive. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm still clearly kicking. I'm live and kicking and eating carbs every day and very happy. <laughs> oh, I love hearing that. And thank you mm -hmm. for sharing because you have been in what is hashtag hotspot, you know. Yeah. Italy had a lot of news coverage in Australia, especially last year. Mm -hmm. um, and one more question on the heaviness, I think I would yeah. like to go there, just around like the amount of um elderly like how are you yes. how is the country or what you've observed them taking care of the elderly because I mean that is you know mm. I think that that's something I'm really glad you asked me because I don't want to take away from the intensity and the tragedy there were an immense amount of people heavily impacted by COVID in Italy um, and they were a majority of the aging population Italy has the highest percentage of aging population in the world, right? So there was a very big impact and roll-on effect. Um, one thing we did notice, and from actual experience, a friend of ours is a nurse in Milan, and she said what this actually highlighted 
for our country, Italy, is that there's a really big conversation that needs to be had around the healthcare system. But one positive thing is, and from a lived experience, Matthias Nonna is in an aged care facility and they were incredible. They really, like, it was a bit sad because there was a complete, like, lockout, no one in, no one out, very high levels of um, care for the elderly. And in the end, that's probably what made the difference, um, you know, highlighting vulnerable and, and people that are impacted directly. And there's a collective respect around that. And I'd like to go back to the comment I made about the mask. I never, ever walk into Matthias Nonna's house without my mask on, mm. ever. Mm. And if I'm in a central area with people around that are elderly or I know someone vulnerable, we do. It's, it's like this love again it's not a fear like not a judgment you should do this it's like we know from the facts that have been shared whether or not they're clear and whatever these are the impacted communities so as young healthy people let's make that choice i love that you said that and having you know having an italian background traveled to italy a few times la familia is so so important so the fact that um whilst there is this you know seriousness in the topic there is this love there of like let's get around our elderly and be respectful in that sense but then let's also um be collective together in making our own choices to still live life out of exactly. love and not fear um and mm -hmm. i think that it's great that you brought up even the healthcare system because i think that wouldn't be it's not the only spot in the world that it's probably mm -hmm. shone a light on healthcare. Um, and I think this is something we can talk about another time over topics of healthcare versus sick care and how that that might look. But I really love that you've, you know, touched on all those things. And what do you think could be maybe three things for yourself, or maybe even collectively that have really helped you to really look in this perspective of love, like, you know, mm -hmm. and not be fearful, because a lot of people you know, the move, I just want to give you credit again to follow love, first of all, which <laughs> yeah. is absolutely beautiful. And to back yourself, not knowing what you were going to do when you were going to get there um, for work and to know that this spark was still alive when you got there, traveling in a pandemic. What have you created with yourself? Um, to be in this state of uh, it is positivity as well. Mm. I, don't, I don't mean fake positivity. I mean like mm. really robust love and, you know, your vision for you. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because my ultimate pet hate, other than pessimism, is toxic positivity, mm. right? So it's the balance. Um, the biggest thing for me, if I speak candidly, is that, we were thinking the other day, I haven't actually turned on or watched mainstream media for the whole time that I've been here. Um, I've actually, I'm part of groups in Nevada for social reasons and for um, marketing my business. And I even snooze them if the, if the information becomes a little bit, you know, COVID divide, COVID heavy. I like to use the word COVID divide because that's just kind of what comes up. And ultimately for me, it's just being around like-minded and connecting with like-minded people but also not making people wrong and me not being made wrong. It's this mutual respect. There is so much importance around I'm right, you're wrong. 
this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do. Basically, we're all individual humans and there's a respect around that. So that includes obviously connecting with you, obviously connecting with my community in Australia, but also the wider community here in Europe as well and really kind of grounding my feet here. So they're probably my top three things that I've done. And I want to give a fourth, a bonus. It's taking care of myself, like carving out time for rest, meditation, and to feel the heavy feelings like, How many times over the past couple of months collectively have you and I dropped stuff off to each other and shared, Renee, I am having a horrendous day. I feel so sad. I feel so far away. Even my throat's growing croaky saying it. I'm feeling it and I just don't want to let this wash over me. I actually want to feel it. And there's been sadness. There's been fear. There's been concern. Like there's been confusion Um, all of it, I don't just feel positive emotions, Mm. you know. I love that you say that because you're human. We live in this world and not machinery. Um, And I think it's really important that we allow ourselves to feel all the feels. And I think that's something that comes up with us. And Mm. it's something we've both had to learn. It's not easy. I have to put that out there to our community because, you know, we continue to show up with each other and, coaches and other humans and like-minded humans in our world so that we can show that vulnerability and I know that we've run a whole episode on this before so go back and listen but it really is practicing all the time and feeling in because we know that holding on to that emotion or not actually letting it flow through you suppresses in the body our psychology ends up being our physiology um, you know, so, so important. And I think my thing, my message is to everybody, wherever you are in the world and whatever stage of this interesting time that we're going through, create some kindness for yourself, mm. you know, and whatever that looks like, if it if it's having a scream into a pillow, if it's, you know, having a long bath, if it's whatever, whatever it needs to be, no judgment. We need to stop judging each other, simple as that. Simple as that. Um, I could keep talking, but I want to be really acknowledging our time and, and like, and I acknowledge we've probably gone a little bit over than we normally would, but I felt it was really nice, an opportunity to share a perspective of an Australian overseas and what that's feeling like at the moment. So thank you for giving me the space to do that. Thank you for sharing with us. And, you know, the two big words I'm taking away is compassion and love from this conversation. So thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can't leave without doing our, our ritual. So, of course. I mean, your day is just beginning, but what's a small little win for today? Well, I knew mine. I actually wrote it down. I was like, I can't wait to share this. So, the month of May, I decided to go back into my cocoon, like kind of go off social media and, you know, rebrand and, and get things ready for my launch of my business and all of these things. But I went a little bit too far into my cocoon and I dropped my meditation practice. And I felt that. Like I was just like, nah, I just won't do any structure. I'll just whatever. And I meditated yesterday and this morning and I feel very different. So my small win is acknowledging that we're human and I dropped my practice. And by picking it back up again, I've got a really different energy for a very busy day ahead of clients and writing and calls and all these things. 
and that's my small win. So there you go. What about you? For me, it was actually reliving and sharing a story with someone today. Um, And it was on Saturday. So I'm going to, it was sharing the story of how I celebrated my husband's big birthday. And, um, you know, being so super creative. And I haven't even told you this yet, but what we did was I had all his little presents and I actually hid them around the house in spots that I knew that he would go to because he's a creature of habit and I had little post-it notes on it. And just the joy of watching someone find things and even reliving and telling the story. And I had bought him a footy knowing that we were going back into lockdown so we could go have chips and stick at the park because there was nothing else. And, you know, just resharing that story with someone, they're like, that's really lovely. I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. But we have to create our relationships don't just happen. They take, mm. you know, creativity, a little bit of work. And I, you know, feel like when you do those things for someone, you know, it, it brings sparks to their day. And, oh. you know. I, I can just imagine him. I know you definitely would have put it in the very organised pantry with all his perfectly labelled nuts and herbs and seeds. I was like, I know, like I lived there. I've seen the pantry. That man, that man is an organised man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. It feels so nice to be able to um, connect and share. And also there's a, a courageousness to putting it out there. And if anyone has any questions um, or anyone has any wonderings, please reach out. I'd love to share more. I've got so much more I can tell you about life in Italy now. Um, but, yeah, reach out and ask us. I'd be very happy to connect and answer any questions that anyone has. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could kindly leave us a review. 